Hey, I'm Emily Duncan Wilson, and I'm the producer of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks. Have you ever been to a parade and thought, hmm, I wonder who wrote this march? Now, okay, maybe you haven't thought that to yourself, but if you did, there's a really good chance that march was composed by John Philip Sousa, who wrote 136 marches during his lifetime. It's time to stick your feather plume into your band uniform cap and get ready to march along to some of the most famous American marches written by the March King, John Philip Sousa, today on Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. Today we're getting into some quintessential American marches written by none other than John Philip Sousa. But first, let's start with a Quizlet question. In 1893, the company J.W. Pepper invented a musical instrument at Sousa's request. What was this instrument? What instrument did J.W. Pepper invent when Sousa requested it? Stick around, because later on we'll give you a hint, and at the end, we'll tell you the answer. Now, who was John Philip Sousa, and how did he write so many marches? We know Sousa today as a great band leader and march composer, but did you know that growing up, he almost ran away and joined the circus? Born in Washington, D.C. in 1854, Sousa grew up in a musical household. His father, Antonio, was a trombone player in the United States Marine Band. John grew up playing the violin, and he got pretty good at it. When he was 13, he almost joined a traveling circus band. But his dad didn't think that was such a great idea, and he said no. Instead, he had John enlist as an apprentice musician alongside him in the Marine Band or he could keep an eye on him. John played in the band until his apprenticeship had ended. He then started traveling with some theatrical pit orchestras, and he studied violin, piano, flute, singing, as well as several brass instruments, and he also, on top of all of that, learned how to conduct. That's a lot of musical skill. John Philip Sousa then returned to Washington, D.C. when he was 26 years old and became the leader of the Marine Band. As the conductor of the Marine Band, he made a bunch of changes, including switching out the music in their library and holding really strict rehearsals to make sure the musicians were always playing in tip-top shape. Under his leadership, he made the Marine Band the best military band in the United States. He was also commissioned to write a bunch of marches for other people and events. The one you're hearing right now is called Manhattan Beach, and it was written for a popular place to vacation in New York. Now, listen to these clarinets. They almost sound like rolling waves.
was during his years as the conductor of the Marine Band that he wrote the march called Semper Fidelis, or Semper Fi, which would become the official march of the United States Marines. He would also go on to write many other military band official marches. Here's a little bit of Semper Fi. The United States Marine Band was also one of the first bands to record. Now, recording wasn't so easy back then as it is today. The phonograph, which was a really early way of playing back recorded music, had just been invented. And the Columbia Phonograph Company wanted a group to record. So they chose the Marine Band. And by 1897, more than 400 different titles were available for sale. This made Sousa's marches among the first and most popular pieces ever recorded, and the Marine Band, one of the world's first recording stars. Sousa was known as the March King because he had written so many marches and was such a revered leader of the Marine Band. He was often asked to be a guest conductor, just like with this march. This one is called Northern Pines, and it was written for the National Music Camp, where he was a guest conductor one summer. This camp is now known as Interlochen Arts Camp in Northern Michigan. We'll learn how a march is put together. We'll also give you a hint for our Quizlet, so stick around. Hi, I'm Keith Brown, and I'm the host of Gameplay. Every week on the show, I celebrate the amazing world of video game music with everything from beloved classics to brand new soundtracks. You can stream episodes at our website, GameplayShow.org. I hope you'll join me for this adventure. Welcome back, Sprouts! At the beginning of today's episode, we asked you this Quizlet question. What instrument did J.W. Pepper invent when Sousa requested it? Here is a hint. This instrument was invented because it was really hard for tuba players to carry their instruments in the marching band. Think you got it? Stick around until after the grand finale and we'll tell you. Okay, Sprouts, let's take a look at the parts that make up a march. Maybe you didn't even know that marches came in parts, but they do. And here they are. That intro you just heard is from a march called the Washington Post March. It's one of Sousa's most 
famous marches. It was written to promote an essay contest held by the Washington Post newspaper and soon was the most popular tune in both the United States and parts of Europe. So this is a hit. Here is the part of the march that we call the first strain. Now we're going to repeat it. And now the part of the march that we call the second strain. This is a different melodic line than the first strain. Now it starts out a little quiet, but it gets a bit louder the second time through. to the trio section. The trio section in a march is normally when things calm down a little bit. They get a tad more like, lyrical and it often changes key too. So let's listen to a trio. So what do you notice about this section? Kind of sounds to me like the low brass are trying to add a bit of drama there under the winds. Now here's where things get really dramatic. It's time for the break strain or the fight strain. I wonder why it's called that. And now for the finale. Sousa's bringing back some of the melody from the trio and combining it with some of the grandeur of the break strain to really finish in blazes. Now's the time you've all been waiting for. John Philip Sousa's most famous march, Stars and Stripes Forever. It's a favorite amongst most every military band, town band, and concert band who often use it as the last piece in their concerts because it's just so good. It's also often associated with the 4th of July. Let's listen through. And if you feel the need to march around and clap your hands, you go for it. That's what it's meant for. I'll be sure to note the different sections now that you're all pros at identifying them. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Here is the first strain. Second. 
Rio. Section. Watch out for those dueling low brass and high winds. And the famous piccolo solo. Now it's everyone's turn to play the grand finale. Listen for some really great low brass melodies. Okay, Sprouts, it's about time to answer that Quizlet question that we gave you at the beginning of the show here. We asked you, in 1893, the company J.W. Pepper invented a musical instrument at Sousa's request. What was this instrument? It was named after him. There's a bonus hint for you. Any guesses? Drum roll, please. The sousaphone! The sousaphone, and it is so big that it actually wraps around the player's shoulders and their head sticks out of the middle of it like a big old donut. Well, thanks for marching along with me today as we explored the music of John Philip Sousa. If you want to hear more of his 136 marches or dig into the ones we listened to today, check out our playlist at our website at classicalsprouts.org. Now, if you're a conductor or a band leader out there listening, we've also got some neat republished versions of the scores for some of these pieces with some great notes about both the music and the stories behind the music. Now that you're an expert, next time you think you recognize a Sousa March, let us know at classicalsprouts at interlochen.org. This episode of Classical Sprouts was produced by Emily Duncan Wilson with support from Amanda Sewell. Our digital content manager is Casey Brown. Until next time, I'm Kate Botello. Bye, Zs. Bye.